Thank you so much for uh, making me edit the Diet Law Pass episode. <laughs> super appreciate it. Uh, it was incredible. Our momager, uh, Lynn, told me at dinner, at my birthday dinner the other night, um, that she had to stop halfway through that episode. Like, halfway through it that was, story. And I had to listen to it over and over and over again. <laughs> You're welcome. It was Chris. <laughs> Welcome to Your Mom's a Hoax, the podcast where we talk about all things weird, creepy, and strange. Um, YouTube and I have beef. Oh yeah? Why? Oh yeah. So, <laughs> as you know, as you guys know, we've been talking about trying to get a YouTube, like, set up. Uh, well, I've mm -hmm. been trying to do mm -hmm. that for probably, like, the last two weeks, and uh, me and YouTube have got some serious... I don't know if it's just, like, I have the wrong editing software i don't i don't know i gotta figure something out because as what i'm doing right now is not working and it is making me physically angry this is worse than when i tried to set up the printer in our house two things i don't understand how to use printers or how to set them up so neither same. do i <laughs> great um number two I feel like it shouldn't be that hard. I feel like it's as simple as Same. converting the audio from an MP3 to an MP4 and then uploading Same. it. Yeah. No, I'm aware. <laughs> I'm, you also it try, should, like, it should be that simple. File? I'm going to have to try a couple of different things because... Up, up, so the problem is, the problem is, is I, uh, like, wanted to put, like, just, like, a basic visual. Mm -hmm. You know, just, like, you know, a solid logo, just a visual to hang out throughout the like i think i chose a pretty basic like uh um like tape not like tape recording but like recording thing mm -hmm. yeah just a super basic thing right not yeah, a big deal sure. not a big yeah. deal uh -huh. put it all together put it with the audio i was like cool got this done exported it mp4 ready to go and then youtube was like nah fuck you uh i'm only gonna upload the first five minutes out of like an hour and a half so That's i don't know weird. right so i don't know if it's youtube i don't know if it's the software i'm using i don't know but i'm gonna figure it out uh but me and really all video platforms right now have beef great um that's awesome considering we've wanted to branch out into video platforms yeah so so um great for us <laughs> before i lose my sanity um, mm -hmm. Just know that I am trying my hardest. Listeners, this is for you. I I am putting my my mental stability on the line for you <laughs> to get this figured out. <laughs> so Listeners, know that I I'm love gonna, you so much. <laughs> I'm going to be honest. If you don't know that we're already putting our mental, mental stability on the line for you guys, <laughs> you haven't been paying attention at all. <laughs> yeah, true. True, true, true. Um, so, yeah. It's been fun. Well, uh, we haven't recorded in two weeks because we're on a new recording schedule. So <laughs> yeah, that doesn't mean we haven't talked in two weeks, but we haven't yeah. talked on the pod. So Ugh. give me a little update. How's how goes it? How's life? Uh, well, I I am officially twenty five. I am a Virgo. Um, nice. My birthday was nice. on the seventh. It was a good time. 
Um, Giving out so much personal information. <laughs> I mean, like, that's also on, like, all of my platforms, so. No, that's if, fair. That's if people, fair. it's not that hard to figure it out. No, fair, fair. Uh, but yeah, so that's fun. Having a good time with that. Um, yeah, what about you? Um, nothing new, really. I had four dogs in my house at one point over the weekend. That Gross. was a lot. That was so many dogs. Yeah, that's nice. They ripped a charm off my crock. I was mad. <laughs> I put it back on there, though. It all was well. Okay, good. But I was worried for a second there that it yeah. was broken, and I was going to be pissed because it was my pterodactyl one. <gasps> and it's arguably one of my favorites. Yeah, that can't happen. No, it can't. Um, other than that, though, not a lot going on over here. Um, I get my hair done this weekend. That'll be fun. Mm Mm-hmm. I feel that. I got a manicure and a pedicure for probably the first time in, like, a year. Wow. Yeah. That's fun. I look a little less completely unput together. Love that. I love that for you. Yeah, the nails really, like, add it together. It makes me look like even when I'm disheveled that I have something together. Mm Mm-hmm. I don't. Oh, yeah, for sure. But. <laughs> well, would you like to flip a quarter? A coin? Let's whatever you want to call do it. it. I'm not going to draw. Okay. Tails. Ted's. That's me. Go for it. All right. Okay. So, today I am talking about the... Amherst mystery. Amherst? Amherst? There's an H in it, so I would venture to say Amherst. Okay, yeah, but I heard somebody on a podcast say Amherst with, like, no H. Sans H. Yeah, but I heard somebody pronounce Glispy, Glipsy. Oh, that's fair. And that was straight up swapping two numbers. Numbers, letters, so. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I'm going to go with Amherst. I like that better. Okay, same. That's what I'm doing. (laughs) All right. So, we're going to talk about one of my favorite paranormal entities, poltergeists. Now, I don't really understand the difference between, like, a poltergeist and a ghost. Oh, we're going to get into it. Okay, great. Thanks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) So, um, if you are anything like me, you only really know about poltergeists, or prior, um, only really knew about poltergeists uh, because of the movie. Yes. I haven't seen that. What are you doing? Um, I don't know. <laughs> Nothing. <laughs> Ma'am? I make this podcast. <laughs> and you've never seen Poltergeist. Um, I haven't. Okay, well, you're missing out because it literally scarred me for life. Um, Great. <laughs> the first, okay, the first one did and the third one did. The second one is not worth watching. Um, oh. And I don't Great. care what anybody Good says. That movie is terrifying. Like, those movies are terrifying. Are they, like, now terrifying? Or, like, yes. what year did they come out? Uh, ooh, that's a good question. I don't remember. Um, what year did they come out? I'm going to give it a goog. Okay. Hold, please. Where's the Bossa Nova elevator music? All right, let's see. What year did... Wow. 80s. 
82 is when the first one came out. So my question is, is it now scary or is it like 1982 scary? I would say the first and the third one are still now scary. Okay. Yeah. Um, They're also rated PG-13 because at that point there was not like, it was either like PG-13 or like X-rated. Mm-hmm. Um, no, that's not true. Okay. They okay. were, <laughs> I lied. I'm pretty sure they're rated, they're rated PG because PG-13 wasn't a thing. It was either PG or R and they weren't R, so they had to be PG, right? And so when I was a child, um, I was a smart ass and I told my mother that I didn't want to watch a scary movie that was rated PG and she was like, <laughs> and she made me and my friend katie watch poltergeist and it scared the shit out of us i love that energy <laughs> my mom I was like so much your mom said get fucked <laughs> like, she really did um <laughs> so yeah that was that was a fun moment for her incredible it is a good movie though they're they're really good they're one of my favorites easily shaped you into the woman you are today <laughs> genuinely yes um but before we dive into the amherst mystery itself I'm going to give you a little background on what poltergeists are. Great. Because I have no idea. <laughs> yeah. So, the word poltergeist is German. Uh, polter meaning to crash around and geist meaning, you guessed it, ghost. <laughs> oh, so it's just a ghost that's like bumping into shit? Yeah, a ghost that likes to crash around. Pretty uh, Sort of. Yeah. I love that. <laughs> yeah. Um, so they're not your normal spirits. Basically, um, and the biggest differences um, are where they haunt and how they haunt. Okay. So spirits are generally tied to anywhere, um, you know, often kind of the place they died. But poltergeists are almost exclusively tied to domestic residents. Does that mean the people that live there? Yeah. Sort of. Or like the house itself? Mm, or the people. Okay. But we'll get into that a little bit. Okay. So, cool. generally, spirits are described as really just wanting their presence known. They just want you to know that they're there. But okay. poltergeists like to be as mischievous as possible, and they actively try to annoy you as much as they can. So, are most ghost stories poltergeist stories, or no? I don't know the answer to that. All poltergeists are ghosts, but not all ghosts are poltergeists? Not necessarily. What? Yeah. So, another little fun tidbit is that poltergeists are almost always centered around one person. And that person is almost always a teenage girl. That's weird. Yep. I don't like that. So, you know, we gotta love some teenage angst mixed with some paranormal activity. Am I right? Yeah, because there's you know, not enough going on when you're a teenage girl. Right. Uh, yeah, and I'd love to take a moment to just remind my parents that while teenage me might have been a handful, um, at least I never attracted a mischievous spirit that stacked all of our kitchen chairs precariously, so... You're welcome. That is a valid point. At least that never happened. All right. So there are some ideas on what exactly a poltergeist is. Okay. 
Yeah. Late so on me. <laughs> some people believe that they are just rambunctious spirits or demons that just like feed off of teenage angst. Um, Alexa, right. play teenage dirtbag. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> and as Harry Price, a British psychic researcher, who I'm sure we'll end up mentioning in several apps because he is kind of a big name in like the paranormal realm. And um, okay. he said. An invisible, intangible, malicious, and noisy, and noisy entity that is able by laws yet unknown to our physicists to extract energy from living persons, often the young, and to direct intelligently this stolen power. You fucking lost me. I'm sorry. <laughs> so pretty much, they're malicious, noisy, uh, and somehow he thinks that they, like, take the teenage angst um and use it as power oh okay great <laughs> right okay this could also be describing some people's moms <laughs> Damn. not ours but i just mean like some people's <laughs> i know that there are moms out there like that like yeah. <laughs> so on the skeptical side, some skeptics believe that poltergeists are hoaxes created because teenage girls were angsty and bored and wanted attention. Oh, yes, because <laughs> teenage girls don't have enough going on. They must create right. poltergeist for attention. I'm a little salty about that, uh, but I digress. <laughs> so, <laughs> so skeptic uh, Joe Nichols said... In the typical poltergeist outbreak, small objects are hurled through the air by unseen forces, furniture is overturned, or other disturbances occurred, usually just what could be accomplished by a juvenile trickster determined to plague credulous adults. This sounds like children propaganda. Like this. Right? It what is. <laughs> Hi, baby. What is this teenage girl propaganda? Yeah, like, wh why do we hate women? Why does everybody not like women? <laughs> like, like and honestly, like, both sides are, like, uh, teenage angst. I don't right. know. Yeah, I've met many an angsty boy. Right? And they all smell like Axe body spray. But my favorite. Sorry. My angsty toddler is screaming. She's Stop. gonna, she's gonna, she's gonna a attract a poltergeist. poltergeist. <laughs> oh my god. No. So my personal favorite, my personal favorite theory, um, is that poltergeists happen because teenage girls are unknowingly being so angsty that they develop telekinesis. That would have been the coolest thing that ever happened to me. Right! <laughs> Okay, but, like, so basically there are some parapsychologists that believe, quote, some youngsters, mostly girls, have at a certain age unconscious power to levitate objects. This power, which they seem to lose in a few years, is not necessarily supernatural. It may be an entirely natural run, though at present not understood at all. Hear me S out. Whole new conspiracy theory I just thought of right here today. Women are deemed, like, hysterical women, and you want to deter, be deterred from, like, being a hysterical woman. So as, like, a child, when we have all this angst and this, this power, 
They're like, no, nah, she's being a hysterical woman. And so then the rest of our lives, we're like, no, nah, we're never going to get that angry because we can't, we're not allowed yeah. to be that angry because it looks bad. But really. <laughs> okay. I'm going to be honest with you. I think I started a book with a similar, like, plot line to that. Uh, what if it's true? Is there power that we haven't unlocked? Probably. When I unlock my telekinetic power, it's over. Yeah, it's you over. guys better watch out. <laughs> Hold, please. We got an angsty baby. Always an angsty baby. Don't ever tell her to stop. Angsty baby alert. No, I'm gonna power. get. I'm gonna get a polter guy. No, because to me that sounds like she has the power. So I feel like that means you could like learn how to use it in a safe environment. I don't know. And then you can throw things at your enemies and pretend it wasn't you. I am very violent. That's what this podcast is teaching yeah, me. I'm damn. a violent individual. <laughs> Fuck around and find out. But basically, the idea is that female ado adolescence is, like, so intense that some girls accidentally haunt themselves. That is crazy. <coughs> like, what even... Who? Right? I don't understand. Right? It makes sense, I guess, but... So, keeping all of that in mind, we're going to dive into what actually happened in Amherst. Also, before we move on from that, I would like to say that there's probably no way that that's how it happens. Because I was an incredibly angsty teenage oh, girl, and same. I never once <laughs> threw anything across the room with my mind. Same. Same. my best efforts. Listen, yeah, I think I think both our parents can can confirm very there was a lot of angst going on. So much. I cried every day. I mean, I still do that now. So <laughs> I am also an angsty adult. Yeah. <laughs> it never stopped. <laughs> okay. God. All right. So, Amherst is a little town in Nova Scotia. Um, and as previously discussed on this podcast, um, that is not in Europe, that is in Canada. And it's the new Scotia. It's, it quote, old Scotia's back in England. <laughs> so, keeping all of that in mind, we're going to dive into what actually happened in Amherst. Okay. Lay it on me. Okay. So, yep, as discussed, Amherst is that little town in Nova Scotia, Canada. Good old mm -hmm. new Scotia. Love it. Um, and uh, in 1878, Amherst was home to the Teed family. Teed, uh, T-E-E-D? Yes, Teed. correct. Cool. Mm -hmm. yeah. Nice. Well, look at me. Mm -hmm. So this story revolves mostly around Esther Cox. So I'm a little lost on her age because uh, some articles say that she was 14. Some sources say that she was 18. There's some confusion there. I'm going to go with 14. Okay. Why? Um, I, uh, I don't... I, I saw that... I, no, I saw them both pretty... 14 or 18. I don't know. Okay. But I feel like... I don't know. 14 feels like a more angsty time. Yeah. Like, that's like a... You're kind of in late stages of puberty, maybe. Well, and like... 1878, I don't know, I lean more towards 14, 
although I guess so um I don't know 14 between the ages of 14 and 18 I don't know yeah I got both sources um not 100% sure on either okay great so but Esther Cox um was a teenage girl living with her sister Olive Teed Olive's husband Daniel Teed Daniel's brother John Esther's other sister Jane and Daniel and Olive's young sons Willie and George there's a lot of people in that house yes so yeah a lot of people living under one roof yeah for sure so um esther was described as a strange girl being quote exceptionally moody and unusually fond of pickles okay that doesn't make you strange so what are we what i'm also not 100 percent sure like what pickles have to do with any of this and it doesn't really come back up so so she liked pickles leave the girl alone i like a pickle yeah i don't know i like pickle juice and vodka freaking sue me oh hell yeah so esther's mother died shortly after she was born um and then her father dipped out and remarried and moved to maine and, uh, and so just left his newborn baby somewhere? What? Yeah. Yes. So okay. she was left to her grandparents for a while before she moved in with her sister. And apparently living with her grandparents made her old-fashioned and weird. Well, okay. I could see that. Old people are their own breed. Yeah. And I... As okay, my cousin is a child raised by older people, and I wouldn't say that she's strange and weird. She just they don't do the baby talking stuff with her. Yeah. They don't, you know, like they watch educational TV. She likes to watch National Geographic oh, for fun, which I love the energy. I yeah. stand it, but that's not what normal nine year olds are doing. <laughs> hey, you know what? I used to watch National. I was to Ge- say what is and what isn't normal. I used to watch National Geographic with my grandpa all the time. It was sick. Loved it. He was also really into, like, end-of-the-world documentaries. I think I got my love of documentaries from him and my mom. <laughs> yeah, and maybe your love for conspiracy theories. The end of the world. <laughs> yeah. He loved a good conspiracy theory. I love that vibe. Yeah. I love that. So, one of Esther's acquaintances wrote, quote, Esther's disposition is naturally mild and gentle. She can, at times, however, be very self-willed and is bound to have her own way when her mind is made up. If asked to do anything she does not feel like doing, she becomes very sulky and has to be humored at times to keep peace in the family. However, all things considered, she is a good little girl and has always borne a good reputation in every sense of the word. I don't like that they think that she's strange just because she's a little moody and she likes pickles. Dude, she's a teenage girl that has, like, some teenage angst. My, leave and her be. incredible trauma. Her mother died when she was born bored basically she doesn't even remember her probably and then her dad just dipped yeah dipped out and went to another country (laughs) and hello and not only that her grandparents were also like for whatever reason couldn't continue to raise her so she had to move again which is also traumatizing so maybe back the fuck off yeah leave her be like i'm i'm tired of this esther slander already yeah same buy the girl a drink she's going through it yeah damn all right so now Enter in Bob McNeil. Okay. So who is <laughs> Bob? Was a coworker of Daniel, um, and I guess and Esther Daniel liked is him. the the who Daniel is the so, brother-in-law. Yes, Daniel is her brother-in-law, married to her sister okay. Olive. 
Okay, okay, okay. So I guess Esther liked him. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. And he asked her to go for a carriage ride, like on a little date. She said yes. Um, and uh, Do we know the age difference? Because this is what, the 1800s, yeah? Yeah, 1878. Um, yeah. So the article that I had said that he was uh, like a young man. So I'm guessing probably 20s. Okay, and she was like 14 to 18. I still don't agree with it, but for the time, it makes me feel better than a 40-year-old man. Yeah, so he was Daniel's co-worker, and Daniel was married to her older sister. So I got to think, oh, like, so he probably, probably wasn't like, that much older than her. Yeah, so I'm thinking probably, like, mid to early 20s, like, kind of in that yeah. in that range. Um, okay. So, surprise, surprise, Bob did not have good intentions. Of course not. Why would he? Yeah. So he took her he to... He's a man after all. <laughs> shocking. Um, he took her to a secluded area, um, drew a gun on her, ordered her out of the carriage, um, but my girl Esther and her teenage angst said, I think the fuck not, and refused. Um, so... He pulled a gun on her and what, though? What was he trying to do? So he wanted them to, like, go out in the woods together. Oh, so he and she said no. Yeah, she he it is speculated that he was attempting to assault her. No, that's fair. That's valid. Um, but thankfully, um Esther was saved by another buggy coming by. Um so another carriage drove by and that prompted Bob to um bring her back unharmed, um but definitely shaken up and apparently apparently out of spite uh, he decided to leave the hood off of the carriage uh, while it was pouring down rain. So when she was dropped off, she was, like, soaking wet. Um, and she, like, basically cried herself to sleep. Very sad. Okay, two things. This is 1876, you said? 1878. 77? 78. Shit, sorry. I'll get it right. 1878. Why wasn't there anybody with them? I don't know. So that's also, so that is one thing that makes me, like, is she older? I'm not sure. Like, oh, I feel like even 18? at 18, I feel like even at 18, and I mean, I wasn't around for 1878, believe it or not, but... <laughs> Shocking. <laughs> but, like, I feel like even at 18, you still had some sort of chaperone. Yeah, but also Bob was one of Daniel's co-workers. He was over at the house a lot, and, and they I guess probably when it's trusted not your dad, him. Like, yeah. it's a little, maybe loosey-goosey when it's your sister and her brother, like, her husband, yeah. you know what I mean? Yeah, um... I don't know. But Olive knew something was up. Esther didn't want to talk about it. So she just kind of, Olive just assumed that, like, they had gotten into an argument. She left it at that. And she was pretty much just, like, thankful that whatever had happened kept Bob, like, Bob away. Because, shocker, Olive didn't like Bob. Okay, Olive, don't voice your fucking opinion. Had Olive said in the beginning, I don't like Bob, then maybe she wouldn't have been in that situation in the first fucking place. But now your sister's had a gun pulled on her. So fuck you, Olive. Yeah, but also, like, it was 1878, like. I get it. I get it. I'm just saying, from here on out, (laughs) if you think your friend or your sister or your whoever's significant other is a little weird and you get bad vibes, let somebody fucking know. Preferably the person that is dating them. Yeah, but also, like, it could have just been that she just didn't like him. Like, not necessarily got, like, shady vibes, but she just, like, didn't enjoy his presence oh i mean it could also just be that i don't know but olive was thankful that he wouldn't come around the house anymore 
No, valid. Um, all right. And that is the end of the first half of my episode. Um, stay tuned for next week to hear the second half. It's gonna get real angsty up in here. Um, yeah. So that's, that's what I got. That's what I got for you. All right. And, uh, what, what have you got for me today? My guy, lay it on me. But we're going to discuss one of the baddest bitches on the planet. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Princess Diana. Yeah. We... For sure. For... I think it's actually still hanging up. Um, In my grandparents' house, now my parents' house, um, there mm-hmm. was just, a, like, a plate of Princess Diana hanging up in our bar. I love the energy. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. Um, Also, for context, my dad is, um, like, 100% English, born there still a citizen yeah he's a brit do you think i'm gonna offend him greatly during this up or uh, what? bold of you to think that my dad is actively listening he might be oh okay. um, and if you are uh <laughs> hey dad um what's up uh he also makes like my dad makes a lot of jokes about the fact that england colonized uh, everything um because they did yeah, for sure <laughs> mm-hmm the the history yes. there is uh rough yeah not a great no, one no 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 pretty grim mm, yeah mm, mm. so okay i'm hoping quick what? thing though i gotta say on my i don't know if it's just like my twitter or like what but on my twitter feed there is a lot of like queen discourse going on all over <laughs> I think the internet as a whole was like, fuck your feelings. Oh my god, yeah, it is intense They've out been there. waiting. <laughs> it is intense. <laughs> None of the royal family wants to scroll through a Twitter no, feed right now. Except <laughs> all I'm gonna maybe say. like Megan and Harry? Is Harry the one she married? Oh, Megan's scrolling through that oh, shit. Too, yeah. <laughs> um, that was disrespectful. I'm sorry. I did tell Lynn I would do my best to be as respectful as possible. Okay, but also we cannot ignore the fact that Megan has been, like, grossly mistreated. Oh, for like, sure. There are always it's two gr- sides yeah. to a story. I'm just, just gonna throw mm-hmm. that out there. For sure. So, I'm hoping that none of you listeners are wondering, like, why are we talking about Princess Diana, like, on this podcast? Hello, where are we at? No. Listen, we're talking about it because her death is shrouded in mystery and conspiracy. It is. 100%. And I'm going to be honest, my mind has kind of changed at the end of this. (gasps) I've always been kind of like pro the royal family did it. Oh. But I'm going to be honest, like, I might have to say that they didn't. (gasps) Let's get into it. Okay, so... We're going to do a brief history because I feel like it's important. Um, We are talking about Diana Spencer. Mm -hmm. She was born on July 1st of 1961 to the Viscount and Viscountess Althorpe. Mm -hmm. Um, A Viscount and Viscountess is like a British noble person who ranks above a baron but below an earl. Okay. Do you know what that means? Yeah, word. But uh, there you go. So, while she's technically, like, a commoner at this point, the Spencer family is still, like, borderline royal. Oh, yeah. Like, they, they've they got, like, their ties and stuff throughout history. Yeah. Um, 
So, like, throughout British history, starting in, like, the early centuries, they were um, incredibly wealthy because mm. I think they, like, herded, like, sheep and whatnot. Oh, yeah. And they were like, look at all these sheep. I love that energy. <laughs> like, yeah, so they made a lot of money, and that made them very powerful because money talks. And they are actually one of the families that put um, King George I, like, on the throne. Okay. I did not know that. So, yeah, they're, like, one of the, like, yeah, one of the families that, like, had an input yeah. and, like, wager wow. in that. So. Um, aside from that, her ancestors were privy counselors, um, they were knights of the garter, whatever that is, and one of them was a first lord of admiralty. Okay. No idea, but it means something to somebody. <laughs> um. Alright. And the reason why I'm kind of going into all of this is because, like, Diana got, like, a really bad rap, and, like, I just want everybody to know, like, who she was and, like, where she came from and that she wasn't just, like, garbage like some people. I don't know. I don't think anybody thought she was garbage except maybe. Maybe Elizabeth. I. <laughs> <laughs> um, anyways, they were commoners technically, like I said, but um, they were definitely like pretty well to do. Yeah. They had lots of money and that sort of thing. So in 1975, um, with the passing of Diana's grandfather, mm-hmm. her father becomes an earl okay. and that makes her um, Lady Diana Spencer. Ooh. So now they've got titles for real and they're like, Okay, Lady uh, Diana. Well, fancy Lady Diana. So, um, Lady Di was not necessarily great at school. She left her boarding school at 16 um, to basically kind of do her own thing. She failed what is the, like, UK equivalent of high school twice. You know, sometimes it'd be like And she was like, yeah, she was like, I'm not doing this again. I'm fucking out. Valid. And, you know... She goes to London to, like, do her own thing, and, like, around the time she's 18, her family is financially supporting Mm -hmm. her, and she's got this, like, big, fat inheritance that she got when she turned 18. So she's really got the means to just, like, bebop around and do whatever the fuck she wants. (laughs) I mean... And her parents, like, they're not particularly worried about her because, like, her job in life was basically to marry somebody, like, rich with, like, a higher status than them. (laughs) Which is essentially, like, what they thought was going to happen. So they were like, we're not really worried about her. She'll be fine. And I bet they were fucking pumped when she snagged Prince Charles. Yeah. (laughs) Damn. She really said, I, let me, let me do the job then. She said, this is the only thing in life that I have to do. I will snag the prince. Uh, Props (laughs) to her. She said, if I'm going to do it, I'm going to do it right. Exactly. So, um, cut to July 29th, 1981, and Lady Diana Spencer becomes Her Royal Highness, the Princess of Wales, uh, when she marries Prince Charles III. So, I'm going to go ahead and restate here that my basis of understanding of this whole dynamic of the royal family comes from internet articles, YouTube videos, and Netflix's The Crown, which I only watched half of, and I haven't finished yet, but will be shortly in the future. So... Yeah. Based off what I know from those things, this marriage was not very happy. Yeah. Also, bear in mind, um, and just like a nice little, just going to throw it out there. Um, we are, at, at our root, we are a comedy podcast. <laughs> so, <Yes>. um, <laughs> while we fully intend on speaking with respect to um, all peoples, um, just bear, just keep that in mind. Just keep that in the in the background of your of your mind we are we are at, at our root a comedy podcast yeah i'm not here to like walk on eggshells necessarily but i also recognize that the queen like probably did do some really great things i just couldn't list them for you because i don't know that much so sorry yeah the crown doesn't necessarily portray her in the worst light all of the time yeah anyways 
So, um, we're going to talk about, like, their courtship and their engagement, um, because this is not, like, a normal, like, we dated for two years and we moved into the same apartment mm-hmm. and then we got married. Royal people are weird. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, yeah. So, um, I have, like, King Charles. I'm going to refer to him as Prince Charles because that's what he was at the time of this, like, story. He just became yeah, king, like, like, three days ago. I don't know if that's disrespectful or not, but I feel like it's going to get confusing because he wasn't king at the time. Sorry, mate, your itches. <laughs> no, you're good. Okay. So, I'm going to rock with Prince Charles. Yeah, no, I think, yeah, I think that just for continuity's sake, like, that makes sense. Yeah, but I do recognize that he is now yes. king. And Camilla is the queen, and I will just let my tone be all that you need to know about that. So. Word. <laughs> I will keep my mouth shut because she is the queen now, I think. Okay. (laughs) So, uh, Prince Charles meets with Diana on, like, a few occasions. And I'm just going to go through, like, a quick timeline of, like, their courtship. So, in November of 1978, she's invited to his 30th birthday, um, which is, like, big to do. Because it's the prince and it's his 30th birthday. Mind you, she was only 18. And, like, I... Like, it's fine when you're 18, I guess the age difference is weird. But, like, they first met when she was 16, and I think that that's weird. So, it's not a good look, Prince Charles. Anyways. um, In July of 1980, she was speaking with him at, like, a party. Like, just she was seen, like, comforting him and that sort of thing after, like, a friend of his had passed mm-hmm. away. Um, In September of 1980, she visits the royal family at their bal. Balmoral mm-hmm. Castle in Scotland. I can't say it. And I feel like I should be able to say it, but I can't. So, um, and apparently that's where the prince teaches her how to fish. And he's like, okay, she's kind of cool, mm-hmm. like, I guess. Like, I don't know. So by this point, the media has definitely picked up on Diana. And she's like beautiful. She's yeah. fashionable. She's like oh, great yeah. all around for like people to be like, let's take your picture. She is the it girl. Um, she is the it girl. She was that bitch. And honestly, still is that bitch. Cut to Meghan Markle wearing, like, a copy of her outfit <gasps> at the funeral. I, like, to a T, a copy of one of Diana's outfits. That... I was screaming. I didn't even know that. That is, wow. The T is hot. Hot, hot, hot. So, um, anyways, the media picks up on Diana and they're like, we're gonna talk to yeah. her. I want a picture of her in this paper. Yeah. And, um... She eventually, like, poses for a photo that same time, mm-hmm. like, September of, uh, what did I say, 1981? No, wait. 1980, sorry. September of 1980, she poses for, like, the cameras. And um, there's, like, this moment, I guess, like, in the photos where the sun is, like, coming through at the right angle. And you can see the outline of her legs. Which is, like, pretty scandalous Ooh. back then. Like... Like, she's wearing a skirt, I think, and you can, like, see just, like, the outline <gasps> of her legs through the skirt. So, it's, like, <gasps> and, of course, they printed that oh, picture. Naturally. Yeah, they had to pick the most Which now today would not even Yeah, matter. today, though, nobody's, nobody cares. But, um, Prince Charles is, like, yeah, sold on the legs for sure. Ah! She's mine. <laughs> he said the legs? Yes. <laughs> Ten out of ten. A leg yeah. man. I think he said something along the lines, like, the way it was in the article, it said something, like, I knew you had great legs, but I didn't know they were incredible or something. I was, like... Prince Charles, it settle on down. Thick. <laughs> like, Jeez. hamming it up. 
so um, January of 1981, the public is just like totally buzzing over Lady Di and Prince Charles mm-hmm. and Prince Philip, who I think eventually was became King Philip, yeah? Because the queen was like, you're a king now? I don't know. He couldn't become a king without her permission. I know that. And she had to, like, bless that or whatever. And that's how he became a king. I just don't know where that's at on the timeline. But I know eventually he did become King Philip. Anyways, um, if I fact check that over the next week and I'm wrong, I'll correct it a few eps from Uh, Anyways. um, And Prince Philip is Charles' dad Mm -hmm. and Queen Elizabeth's husband. Oh, yeah. So then I think she would have to give... I don't know. Dude, I don't know how all of that Well, because the Queen... Because, like, Queen Elizabeth... Yes, that's why she's a queen. But Philip is married yeah. in, so that's why she has to deem him or, like, bless yeah, it or whatever it's like, called, like, to make him king. Word. Gotcha. Okay, that makes sense. Um, And he's like, yo, so either you have to marry her or you have to leave her alone because this all, like, impacts her reputation and ours and, like, you got to make an effing decision. I, mind you, they've only known each other for, like, six months. They've Deems only met, like, four times. He said either put a ring on it or leave it alone. Yep. He said, <laughs> yep. That's what he said. Yeah, that was it. Um, So in February of 1981, the royal family announces Prince Charles and Diana's engagement, and they are married in July of 1981. It's a quick turnaround. Yeah. Now, I have a big pause. All right. And, like, I don't know how true it is because this comes from the crown, so consider your source. But what I heard was Prince Charles didn't even get down on one (gasps) knee. To ask her to marry him. And the queen and the queen's, like, either her mother or her sister. I think it was maybe the queen's sister. They were like, bro, you what? <laughs> like, you didn't what? Okay. And he was like, um, bitches, I'm royal. And I never, never have I ever or will I ever kneel for anyone ever. Okay, look. I don't. Ooh, okay, but also. But also. my The men in, the men in my family um, have not had the best track record of engagements. Um, cite my grandfather, uh, at telling my grandmother, um, the way he asked her to marry him was, uh, by saying, um, that it would make economically more sense if they combined their incomes. That's a valid point. He's presenting her just the facts. Yeah. And she said yes. <laughs> she said, if for nothing else, and we will save on our taxes. My grandmother being the true icon that she is, uh, set the wedding date for, mind you, they dated on and off for eight years she set the wedding date for may started planning it and then my grandfather was like um can we change the date and she was like oh yeah why and he was like i don't really want to get married on my birthday this woman (laughs) an icon (laughs) picked his birthday and didn't know (laughs) (laughs) hazel may she rest is that who yeah that was hazel a fucking icon (laughs) truly truly. astounding i love okay and then cite also the way that my father proposed to my mother (laughs) i've heard this story was by pretending to get drunk in a bowling alley (laughs) and asking her to marry him so that and this is low-key kind of romantic very low-key so that in case she said no, he could still date her and blame the fact that he was drunk. I love the energy. He was like, I love this woman and I don't want to break up if we're not getting married. I just still want to be dating. I just want to wait until she's ready. <laughs> like, <laughs> So he pretended to be drunk in a bowling alley. 
And side note from that, let's open up a conversation about like Ugh. you don't have to. Which I don't. I don't know. I just feel like you don't. A, a no isn't necessarily like a let's break up forever. Yeah. A no could be like an I'm not ready. So like, let's open up the door to having that conversation yeah. with your partner maybe before we're at the point I where we're asking and you're not saying yes. Truly, truly, like, and my mom's my mom said yes. Like my mom still she looked at that man pretended to be drunk in a bowling alley and was like, yeah, this is it. Because she's thinking he's hammered, and she's like, "So valid." So he calls what I want. He calls 110%. the next day, and she's like, "He's like, so do you remember what I asked you yesterday?" And she's like, "So do you remember what I said?" Uh- <laughs> <laughs> and that's how my parents got engaged. I love that. I love the energy. <laughs> it's chaotic. So it's you fun. know, I don't really think I can. I I don't I I mean. Also, sight. Me and my husband just woke up one day and were like, "Yeah, we're married." So, okay. <laughs> he still wants to propose to me, though. So, it's, I think that's oh, nice. Yeah, very yeah. sweet. Um, but we are for for so, those that are confused. Me and my husband are common law married. Yeah, because in Texas, it only takes six months in saying that you're married to each Not other. Not even. You just have to live together and say that you're married and present as married. Yep. That is that is it. There you go. Uh, so that's what we did because that's what we wanted to do. Great. <laughs> Awesome. Um, so, railing it in back to yep. Prince Charles and his little engagement. They're at an interview post-engagement I announcement. And the and the interviewer is like, okay, so, like, are you guys in love? And Diana's like, yeah, of course we're in love. And he follows it up with whatever in love means. <laughs> what? Charles is putting <laughs> minimal effort into this. Like, pretend, my guy. <laughs> At least, like, all you have to do is be like, yeah. Oh, literally, all you had to do was, like, smile and nod. Literally, like, yes. She literally already said, yeah, of course. And you just had to, yeah, uh-huh. totally. Yep. <laughs> Whatever in love means. There's more to this timeline, but I'm not getting into all of it because that's not why we're here. But the tea is hot, okay? Damn. It's hot. Um, so, this is all, like, rumor. Mm-hmm. But... Apparently, Prince Charles was having a not-so-secret affair with divorcee Camilla Parker Bowles, who is now Queen Camilla. That's shady. Yeah. Okay. The reason, and again, my basis is from the crown, so you can correct me in the comments if I'm wrong, but from my understanding, he was in love with Camilla, but her being a divorcee, the queen was like, no, that looks bad. You're going to marry cute little old um, Lady Di if that's what you want to do. But you can't marry Camilla. And he was like, okay, I'll marry Lady Di then. And so he married her and, like, was still, like, low-key talking to Camilla on the side. Yikes. It's the way that I understand the situation. Oof. Again, it's all rumor. Wild speculation. That's what we do on this podcast. But that's the story on the street. Okay. Okay. Um. And it's unclear, like, to me, like, how long the affair went on, because obviously there's no, like, confirmation that, like, that's what was happening. But it definitely for sure started up again towards the end of, like, Princess Diana and their Prince Charles' marriage. Um, And, like I said, she is technically the queen now, I think. So, like, they got married. (laughs) Like, yeah. I mean, it was after Princess Diana passed away, but they still got married. Yeah. And, and to me, that that's the part that I think makes me the most angry about this whole story is, like, you should have just said fuck it to everybody and married her in the first place. Yeah, Be a man. Like, what is the worst that would have happened? 
birthday and it would still be alive. Nothing. Because you married her anyways. Yeah. Which I get in the 80s, it was different. And, like, maybe, like, the court of public opinion was different. And, like, we don't view divorce the same that we did back then. But, like, come Okay, on. but it was also the 80s. <laughs> ah, right. <laughs> like, come on. Let's not pretend that the 80s wasn't an absolutely wild time to be alive. Exactly. It would have been fine. And it, people would have gotten over it. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, it would have been whatever. I mean, everybody's already, Anyways. if you're the royal family, everybody is already, like, watching your every single move. You might as well do what you want. Right. Unless okay. it's immoral. Don't, don't do that. Yeah, don't kill yeah. anybody. I mean, to be reasonable people, come on. But, yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> like I said, there's a lot more to this. Diana finds um, a bracelet that had, like, CF on it, which, or C, sorry, FG on it, which uh, could have possibly stood for, like, Charles and Camilla's, like, little code names for each other, which is Fred and Gladys. Oh. Yeah. She found that, like, a couple months before a wedding and was like, oh. what is this? And he was like, it's for Camilla. Yikes. And she was like, I don't like that you have a relationship with Camilla like that. <laughs> Stop it. Please. But despite, uh, yeah, despite all of that, they did still get married after she found the bracelet mm-hmm. or whatever. Um, and like I said, there's a lot more to the Princess Diana, Prince Charles story, but basically it ends in divorce in 1996 after the queen herself was like, bro, you got to stop. I, you have my blessing. Get a divorce. This, this is- you two being together is worse for our image than you divorcing each she other. She said, this is not working. Um, reconsider. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And that brings us to August 31st of 1997, mm-hmm. which is the reason we're all here, unfortunately. Oh, my. That was um, so close to the day I was born. That is very close to the day you were born several days after this. Are Am you, I Princess Diana? Are you Princess Di? <laughs> like, I would be honored. New fan theory. I would be honored. I would be honored to be on this Zoom with you. <gasps> like, catch me doing past life regression (laughs) (laughs) so um after leaving the hotel ritz in paris princess diana's armored mercedes-benz s280 for those of you that don't know what it means it's a mercedes-benz and it's a limo word Um, i didn't know what it meant it i didn't know what it meant either and it just kept in all the articles it just kept repeating that and i googled it and i was like also a limo why couldn't we just say this dude even just like mercedes limo would have worked would have been su- suffice. <laughs> like, um, so yeah, her armored limo struck a pillar in the. Oh, I can't say this. I'm gonna fuck. I'm gonna fuck this up real bad. The Pont de Alma tunnel. Okay. Okay. Um, in Paris, which um, like ended up killing the Princess of Wales, the driver Henry Paul, and the son of Egyptian businessman Muhammad Al Fade. Oh. Dottie Alfade, who was reported to be Diana's partner at the time of their oh. deaths. Okay. Muhammad's gonna come back up because he's pissed. Oh. Valid, his son died. Yeah. Muhammad is a big player okay. here. <laughs> so, um, Princess Diana's death was definitely felt around the world yeah. throughout her stint as, like, a royal. And she was still known... Okay, so listen, whenever they got divorced, she lost her title of Her Royal Highness, mm-hmm. Princess Diana of Wales. Mm-hmm. Or however it said, yeah. Diana, Princess of Wales. She lost the Her Royal Highness mm-hmm. part. She's not allowed to be called that anymore, but she's still the Princess of Wales. And the way that it went was that, like, 
if Charles was still single, I think by the time he became king, she would still become queen even though they're divorced. Because she still has the title of like Princess of Damn. Wales. Now that's no longer, I mean, now that's Camilla, she's yeah. the Princess of Wales, but she um, has branded herself more as the Duke of, of the Duchess of something else instead of the Princess of Wales, even though she's technically the Princess of Wales. That, but like Diana kind of like that does had that. Makes sense. I think just like yeah, PR wise. Yeah, it's a good yeah. move for sure. So yeah, through her stint of like being a royal, the world collectively fell in love with her um, huh. for obvious reasons. And her death absolutely, like, rocked everybody, and many people were like, bullshit, I'm calling bullshit on it being a crass, a, a crass, <laughs> a crash. Like, immediately they bullshit. were like, no. Disagree. And here is where we speculate wildly. All right, bring on the wild speculation. Yes, so, um, a few people kind of start to come out of the woodwork after her death, and they say that she had written notes to them or had discussions with them in, like, previous years where she claimed that Prince Charles was for sure going to kill her in some type of car accident. Like, brake failure and a head injury is what she told, Ooh, like, a few people. Okay. So that way he could, like, yeah, so Charles could remarry since divorce, like, was and probably still is pretty taboo for royals. Um, Do we have, like, confirmation that the those queen- are real? I never really saw a lot of confirmation. Like, I okay. didn't see any pictures of the notes. But it was, like, her butlers and, like, friends. Okay. Like, people close to her that were saying these things. Interesting, yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's um, a, that's not a good look. It's not. But Charles says later on in, like, a 2005, like, report that he's like, I have no idea why she said that. Or why she felt that way. And I'm like, well, that's... I mean, I that's mean, what I would say if I was gonna kill somebody and then... Didn't want anybody to know yeah, I was going to kill them. Like, like, I don't know that you would be like, oh, yeah, I totally said that to her. Like, on numerous occasions. Right. <laughs> I totally told her I was going to kill her in a scary car accident. Which is exactly what she died in. On a daily basis. Um, but I didn't do it, so. Right. Um, so, from here, it's reported in the initial investigation that Henry, the driver, mm-hmm. he was three times over the legal drink- drinking limit in France. Um, and that kind of combined with the paparazzi being right on their trail, like, that night, it, like, led to, like, these events that happened. Oh, so, that's not good. Yeah. Um, Muhammad al-Fade, I hope I'm saying that right, Dottie's father, is probably, the, like, the loudest person in the room when it comes to these theories, like, okay. revolving around the death of his son and Princess Diana. He is definitely screaming at the top of his lungs and has been for a long time. I mean, time. Uh, again, like, I, I, I get that. I mean, he lost... A child. Like, that's devastating. Yeah. Well, right. And to think that they're murdered, I'd be screaming at the top of my lungs, too. Yeah, even if I had, like, the slightest idea. He's not happy, like, with the reports that Henry was drunk. And according to CCTV footage from that night at the Ritz, uh, Henry didn't appear drunk, like, at all. But there were, like, three different tests. Even, like, some sort of, like, eye test, like, from the fluid in his eyes. me out. Yeah, but it, they like all three of those tests proved that he was three times over the legal limit, okay. and the eye test even showed that he was taking antidepressants, which combined with alcohol oh, is like not good. Yeah. Yeah. So. Okay. The forensic pathologist was like, um, he was like, bro, look, like you can look sober, but when you're an alcoholic, that's like, true. They're able to do that. That's true. So get wrecked. Um. However, like, Paul's family, Henry Paul's family, and nor, like, the Alfreds, they, like, were not happy with this. They did not accept that as an answer. I can understand why. Um, I mean, I can, too, but at the same time, it's, like, 
three different tests said that he was like drinking like i yeah. know you don't want your loved one to be the villain i understand that yeah. totally and completely but at the same time like you have to be willing to recognize that he might have played a part in that yeah no definitely um so from here there are more theories there's this guy, Richard Tomlinson. He's a former MI6 officer. MI6 is like uh, the CIA for, um, or spe- Secret Service or whatever you want to call it for like Britain. Yeah. I'm probably butchering that definition. No, Somebody can I like, think that's like uh, relatively, like from what I understand, it's kind of like FBI, CIA, like in that sort of vein. Yeah. I mean, like the best comparison like we can make to it. Right. In our American understanding. Based on what we have here. Yeah. Yeah, it's a similar, similar thing. So, um, he claimed in a sworn statement to the French inquiry, which this French inquiry is called the, um, uh, sorry, I forgot. I'll find it. Give me two seconds. It's called Operation Pidget, P-I-G-E-T. And this is, like, the inquiry that, like, goes into all of the conspiracy theories because, like, Mohammed's screaming all these theories at the top of his lungs and, like... She was a princess, yeah. so you can't just leave these theories like un, un, yeah, discussed. I froze. No, you're back. Oh, okay, you can't leave these theories like undiscussed. So they did like a full scale investigation into all of his claims, yeah. like this, that, and the other, and that's why like I kind of feel like maybe none of it's true. Anyways, oh, okay. um, so he swore in this statement that in May of 1999, or the statement happened in May of 1999, that the British MI6 um, people were involved in the crash. That previous August, he uh, claimed that Henry Paul was working for the security services and that uh, one of Diana's bodyguards, Trevor Reese, Mm -hmm. he, or some guy named Kess Wingfield, who was like a contact for British intelligence Mm -hmm. that like they were working with, uh, Paul. Interesting. Henry Paul to like discuss things. Um, Interesting. MI6 was, he also alleged, this Tomlinson guy also alleged that MI6 was monitoring Diana before her death and that her death mirrored the plans that he saw in a 1992 um, document that involved the assassination of a different president of like another country. Interesting. Where, and this like drawn out plan of assassination was saying that like they were going to use a strobe light to blind his chauffeur so that way he like wrecks the car interesting okay Mm -hmm. that's what this like former mi6 agent is claiming now but if paul is also in on it i don't mm -hmm. know how that makes sense agreed like it also should be said that this guy, Richard Tomlinson, served five months in prison for breaching the Official Secrets Act of 1989. Oof. So he might not be the most reliable narrator. Okay. Yeah. I could see how you could have some beef there. Yeah, but basically, like, they end up investigating this and, like, that's not... Yeah. I don't know. That's not true. Yeah, there's <laughs> not, like, substantial... Uh, We'll come back to the blinding light, though, because there were eyewitness accounts that that was a thing. Okay. But also, those are pretty shaky. We'll get there. Um, So, from here, we're going to talk a little bit about Dottie and Diana's relationship. So, the alleged murder, um, like, one of the motives, I guess, for the murder would be that Diana was supposedly pregnant with Dottie's child. 
and um, that the couple were engaged. Okay, but would that not be able to be proved by, like, forensic? We'll get okay, there. Word. Okay. So, um, basically, Muhammad is claiming that, like, they were killed maybe by the royal family because, um, quote, a non-Christian within the British royal, royal family meant that such relationship between the mother of the future king and an Egyptian Muslim would not be tolerated. So basically, this guy's alleging that because of racism. Okay. Or what, is that, would that be considered racism? Yeah. Okay. Or is, I didn't know if it was a different uh, word when it's against religions. I'm not, I'm sure there are like racist roots there. I'm sure there's also another word for like religious Okay, whatever the word may be. No. Um, because of discrimination, he's like, nope, they didn't want them to get married and have a baby. So, um, he also is, like, claiming that Prince Philip, King Charles, or it's Prince Charles at the time, um, Diana's own sister, um, and numerous other people were involved in the plot to kill the prince, or the princess and his son. Okay. That's just too many people for me, yeah, personally. Yeah, a lot to be involved in that um he said that like his basis for all of this theory is that their engagement was supposed to be announced the monday after the crash on september 1st um and according to this operation padget sorry it's p-a-g-e-t padget i guess um it commented that an announcement of such magnitude quote sorry Blech. okay Operation Paget commented, quote, the, an announcement of such magnitude from the Princess of Wales would have been a substantial media event of world worldwide interest and would have required significant preparation. No evidence was found of any such pepper, preparation had been made. Okay. Which makes sense. Like, she is about to announce. Like, there yeah. are things that you have to do when you're making an announcement like that as, like, a royal person. Yeah. Um, so... I don't know. Like, it's just odd that they're supposed to be making this big announcement and there's, like, no... Yeah, like, no proof that that was a thing. Yeah. Um, apparently, CCTV footage showed that Dottie was leaving a jeweler um, on August 30th and he had nothing more than a catalog in his hand. Okay, so maybe they were... Which is the day before... Thinking it. about it. Maybe. Possibly. Um, but it's also said that, like, that, like, the ring had been placed on Diana's finger at this, like, hotel and that it was being resized. Um, we don't know how, like, that wasn't... I don't know. Sorry, I didn't highlight this little section of my notes, so I'm a little thrown off at the moment. Give me a second to collect myself. Thanks. Um, I don't know. Okay, so, like, part of me is, like, well, his dad would know, like, if they were gonna announce their engagement so part of me is like well i'm inclined to believe him because like that's his son like i assume he would know if he was intending on proposing to her but at the same time like it right. makes perfect sense that like somebody with that high of a status would like need to make preparations to announce that so i don't know right well muhammad's saying that that day before the accident he was picking up the ring in Paris after it had been sent off for alterations because, like, it wasn't the right size, so they had to send yeah. it off. So he's supposed to be picking up the ring that day. But mind you, CCTV footage showed him only leaving with a catalog. Yeah. No ring. Which, granted, you could have put the ring in your pocket. I'm not just trying to walk out with probably a bajillion dollar ring. Yeah. It just out and about for everybody to see. So maybe, I don't know. But why would you walk out with a catalog if you already bought the ring? I don't know. Maybe to, like, be more discreet? Maybe. I don't know. There's too many rules here, so there's no telling why he did what he yeah. did. Um, or, honestly, could totally be possible. Sometimes uh, 
salespeople can be pushy and they're like, take this catalog. And you're like, okay. So I can also totally see like that's happened to me a thousand times where somebody has just handed me something and I've just been like, I, this is mine now. Okay. I'm also going to level with you though. This isn't the sales at your mall. This is like very nice. They're catering to them specifically. This is Princess Diana's engagement ring. No, they're yeah, not trying to like. You make good points. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. They're trying to like upcharge her. Like, <laughs> but also, if um, they have the money, that would be a good upsell. I mean, fair. I don't know. Uh, but basically, like the shop attendant is like, no, nah, he just left with the catalog. He didn't pick up a ring. And, like, CCTV footage confirms that he just left the catalog, and why would the shop assistant lie? From there, though, like, they keep, they're investigating this claim or whatever, mm-hmm. and it said that on the afternoon of the 30th, she had called one of her journalist friends and was like, yo, what's going to be about me in the papers this week? Can you let a girl know what's I up? I love that energy. And he was like, yeah, and he was like, nothing really, and she didn't make any mention of, like, hey, by the way, on Monday, I'm dropping this bomb that I'm getting engaged. She didn't mention anything yeah. about it, like, to her journalist friend, so that's weird. Yeah. Um, she also had talked to her sister on the phone that Friday before the incident, and she spoke of Dottie in a manner that gave her sister the impression that, like, the relationship was kind of rocky. Okay. So, like... Which doesn't necessarily mean that, like, he's not gonna propose. Or that they're not engaged. You can be on rocky terms and still be engaged. I mean, I don't know. And still want to get married, even though things aren't great right here in the moment. Yeah. Like, I get that. Um, But in the week before her marriage, she had also mentioned to, like, a couple other people that she, quote, needed marriage like she needed a rash on her face. I don't think she was getting married. Yeah. Um, So this is kind of, like, debunking that theory that, like, that's why. And more to debunk the theory that, like, the royal family maybe had her killed because she was potentially engaged and pregnant with a Muslim man. Um, she had dated this guy, Han Hasnet Khan, um, a Muslim heart surgeon from Pakistan who was like based in London. He dated her for like two years and they like explored the possibility of marriage. Like she had talked to the queen and Prince Charles. There was no opposition from the Royal family. Charles had given her his blessing for them to get married. And I guess it just kind of didn't work out. Um, okay, so it but, seems like that probably wouldn't have been like a reason. Yeah, yeah. He also stated, Con. He also stated that um, he felt that the relationship was never opposed by the royal family or any other mem- like branch of the British government, yeah. including the sec- like security service. Yeah. Um. So, yeah, Paul Burrell, who was like. Princess Diana's butler, her personal butler or whatever. He also worked for the royal family, but then I think, um, like, moved on with Diana, maybe, something like that. I would um, Diana, too. Yeah, same. No shade to but the royal apparently, family, but, like, it's Diana, come on. Yeah, come on. Who's not picking her besides you guys, for some reason? Anyways, um, according to this butler, like, Diana's still not over her breakup with Khan at the time of her death. Okay. So she's so, probably not getting married probably not get married um it's also worth mentioning that Dottie and diana had only met just seven weeks before the crash yeah her and prince charles didn't met. even move that fast uh so i'm saying they moved pretty quick yeah and they only moved that quick because he was prince charles 
Also, I'm going to quote this directly um, from my sources, but it says that they met on July 14th, which means that they were only 47 days, like, around, like, by the time of the crash, they'd only been 47 days from the day that they met. Yeah, I'm going to go with not getting married. Hold on. In those 47 days, there are only 35 days that allowed, like, on their, both of their schedules that would have allowed them to meet, and it's, like, Based on Diana's actual movements in those days, she'd only been around him 23 days before the crash. They're not getting yeah, married. Yeah, I'm going with not getting married. Because, like, at this point, like, like, they're just not. She, like, at this point, like, she is, yes, still tied to the royal family, but, like, sister girl can date who she wants. And if they, why would they have issues with this Muslim guy but not the other one? Yeah, like, I, I mean, like, if she's. Like, if that's the basis they would have killed the other guy when she was actively talking about marrying him. Yeah. Like, they would have had a way bigger issue with the guy she was probably planning on marrying. And not a guy that she's right. known for 23 days, realistically. Right. So, yeah, that's where I'm going to stop. Um, I'm going to leave you on a little cliffhanger. <laughs> because uh, there's a lot of information here. So, we're going to come back next week with the second half of uh, both of our apps. So, yeah. Um, but it gets real, uh, dicey next week, so. <laughs> sure does, sure does. Um, yeah, and that's, that's what we've got for you guys this week. Um, please stay tuned for the second half. Um, got two two-parters. It's gotten real wild up in here, both very meaty stories. Um, you'll And that's all thanks to Lynn, if I'm being honest. Like, yes. the research is grade A now. <laughs> oh, yeah. 10 out of 10. Absolutely incredible. So good, we might have to go back to one person per app. We don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Stay tuned. Stay tuned. <laughs> um, yeah, but, you know, you want to do our socials? Oh, yeah. Um, we are your, at Your Mom's a Hoax on um, Instagram and Twitter. I looked the other day. We are actually um, at... Y M A H pod on TikTok. <laughs> yeah, um, we are. We are. Yeah. I just made that. And um, as normal, the Gmail, your mom's a hoax pod um, at gmail.com. Yeah. So, yeah, go um, follow us. We don't have a yeah. website anymore. I took it down. Yeah. It was getting like two people looking at it a day, and that's just not enough yeah. at the moment to justify um, having it <laughs> yeah i went to make our tiktok and i think your mom's a hoax was taken and i was like uh, excuse me i was greatly insulted cut to me wondering if i took it uh, <laughs> <laughs> if I you know. did anyways we'll um, have beef yeah but i guess that's it yeah for yeah. today to yep. be continued though next week yes and we will see you guys later. Mm-hmm. Bye. Bye. <laughs>